everyone. Welcome back to the Bearing Fruit Podcast. Thank you for joining me for yet another episode. If this is your first time coming on here, welcome to the faith-based podcast that is the Bearing Fruit Podcast. Um, I'm so happy that you're here and if it is your first time and you enjoy this episode, make sure you follow the podcast so that you don't miss out when an episode goes live. And to all of the people that do listen to this episode or this podcast, thank you for coming back for another episode. This morning, I've got my coffee. Can you hear it? I'm going to take a slurp. Good coffee. Um, I've got my coffee and I'm ready to get into today's episode. It's a quite a warm day, so if you can hear the fan in the background, just you can't, you can't hear it. Um, just pretend like it's not there. Um, but I'm really excited for today's episode. Oh, before I get in, actually, thank you again for the love on the last episode. I thoroughly enjoyed creating that 75 hard challenge um, and just sharing some really inspirational and personable ways to get to know Jesus. And I feel like it's been a really good episode so far. If you haven't listened to it, um, make sure you listen to it. It's You can listen to it after this episode if you are not sick of hearing my voice because that episode is actually almost an hour long, which was not planned, unfortunately. So I'm really going to try and cut today's episode down. Um, I say that and I don't know how long it's going to be. So if you're hearing me say that and you see the timestamp on this episode or the length and the duration of how long this episode is going to be, just just have a laugh, have a laugh. Um, okay, let's get straight into it because this is my problem. I, my intros are way too long and I blabble and I, yeah, it, it just, anyway, anyway, I'm excited for today's episode, you guys. I'm excited and what's another word to describe how I'm feeling? I'm excited and I'm passionate. I would say about this episode um, or the topic of today's episode only because I feel like in the world today we need more of loving our enemies and I'm basing today's topic or today's episode around two well one main chapter of the bible but the other um, commandment that Jesus gave was to love um, your neighbors and to love those who persecute you I'm actually going to pull up this is really unprepared of me, but I'm going to pull up the scripture that tells us um, or that Jesus tells us to love our enemies. And where is it? Here we go. Matthew 5, um, 43 to 44. Um, Jesus says, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitely use you and persecute you. Um, I don't know what version I just read, but that is quite the gist of um, what Jesus tells us to do with is to yeah love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be, oh, this is the continuation of verse 45, that you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So that scripture basically tells us that we are called to love not just the people that are kind to us and the people that do good to us, but as well as the people who do not and who are evil and who persecute you and 
you know that's the basis of Jesus Jesus's commandment and he bases he bases that on the fact that our father in heaven blesses everyone you know he he causes the sun to shine on the good and the evil the rain to fall on the righteous and the unrighteous kind of saying that if the most holy god the most righteous holy god loves and and is you know kind and compassionate and fair to every one of his children there is no reason for a human being who is sinful by the way to not do the same or not be the same way or not act in the same sense so and this is beautiful because jesus models this when he is on earth and that's when um we see the the washing of the feet that's where i want to base um today's episode on so he doesn't just tell us to love our enemies but he practices that and you see that all throughout the gospel of how jesus really was a man of his word but also a true depiction of what it is, what it means to be a follower of Christ um, I think it's really hard in today's society for people to um, choose to follow the gospel but not choose to love everyone and I think that's where Christians get a bad rep is because we have we have strong views and opinions and as we should we should never or you know we should never give way to our beliefs just because society tells us so but no matter what the people choose to do with their lives we are called to love everyone and pray for everyone so i think you see it more so in certain denominations of christianity um and also yeah you kind of just see it actually throughout the christian community but people choose who they love and who they want to pray for um and it kind of is very similar to non-believers like if if we're if we're only praying and loving on people that love us back and follow christ and and fits our standards and fits our morals and values and aligns and their lives align with the word of God. If we only love those who love God or love us back, how different are we to non-believers or sinners of this world? You know, if there's no difference between me and a non-believer, if I'm going to do exactly what the, a non-believer would do, a non-believer would love only those who love him. And if I'm also to do the same, then I'm not a Christian. I'm not a Christ follower. And no matter how godly or prayerful you are if you cannot love your enemies and if you cannot pray for those who persecute you or persecute the church then you are not a christ follower because that is not what jesus calls us to do he doesn't just call us to love x y and z amount of people he calls us to love everybody and i'm gonna go straight into the scripture of jesus washing his disciples feet and this can be found in John 13, but I'm going to start reading from verse 2. Actually, no, let me read the whole thing. Um, John 13, verse 1 to 17. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. 
The evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from his meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began washing the feet of the disciples, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, not every one of you though. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that is why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? Jesus asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as well as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Okay, I want to highlight a specific verse that kind of was like, I mean, I, I, I know this story, but when I wrote this back, a specific verse that stood out to me was Jesus knew the hour had come. Okay, and he was ready to wash the feet of his disciples. But in verse 2, it tells us that the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot for him to betray Jesus. So Jesus didn't go in to washing the feet of his disciples, not knowing that Judas was ready to betray him. I mean, Jesus knew that when he called Judas to, be, to follow him. So Jesus has known all along that Judas is the one who is to betray Jesus. Um, and I, I don't know, something stood out to me there. The fact that although he knew who his enemy was, he sat there and he chose to do it anyway. He didn't single out Judas. Okay. He didn't just wash the feet of the other disciples or he didn't just wash, you know, Judas's feet alone. He washed everyone's feet. So to me, that really emphasizes the fact that the most high God, the most pure and holy, righteous man of God, I mean, he is God, came down in human form to wash the feet of the one who was about to betray him. How many times are we willing to do the same? I mean, not literally quite sit there and wash the feet of our enemies, but how many times are we willing to repay evil with good, knowing that this person has done X, Y, and Z to me or is about to betray me or is about to be a horrible friend or is about to really badmouth me or is about to gossip about me or is about, me, is about to throw me under the bus, yet I'm going to choose to love them and serve them. I mean, I don't think I've done that ever. I've never willingly known that whoever was going to be rude to me or whoever was going to be quote unquote my enemy I don't really have any enemies but there are people that I obviously have distanced myself from or dislike or whatever it may be 
even celebrities like there are people that use god's name in vain and really are just blasphemous blasphemous people and when i witness those things i have such a rage in my heart and 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 i know that's not what god calls us to or the way god calls us to act and behave he tells us specifically to pray for those who persecute you and you know my identity is in christ and if you're persecuting christ you're persecuting me and my first instinct is obviously to not pray for them it's in fact to really just hate on them and and just be disgusted by their behavior and it and truly is that is just me being honest i truly i am dumbfounded when people just you know anyway I'm, I'm getting sidetracked but what i'm trying to say is my first instinct is to not to serve them is to not pray for them is to not serve them love them or or be compassionate to them in any way shape or form so i think what jesus was trying to do here was not only to set an example obviously for us but to show that he was god he knew judas was going to betray him i mean that was a given he knew that no one else knew that he knew that yet he still chose to kneel to you know sit on the floor of jesus where jesus feet lay okay it's kind of seen as a very i mean you sitting on the floor shows your it's kind of represented in a way of like your um compliance and your level of like hierarchy so the fact that he sat on the floor and he washed the feet of the person that was going to betray him i mean talk about a complete switch in positions i mean that that should be judas who was doing that that judas you know should be washing the feet of jesus jesus god why did god himself you know come down and wash the feet of his the person that was going to betray him and obviously that didn't change judas's mission he was still you know he was still about to betray jesus it didn't change his heart in any way like jesus was still killed and betrayed and handed over because of judas and i think that's why it makes this whole story even more like it gives me even more chills because jesus didn't do it to change judas's mind he didn't do it to prove a point to judas he didn't do it to to and to do anything like the the main reason and purpose was to show his disciples how to serve and how to love and to show us that we are called to not just love the people that love us back but to love and serve those who don't love us back especially those who don't love us back because those are the type of people who have never experienced true love in its whole form and i'm just going down like a psych route here but to showcase the love of god to people who don't have that love of god it stirs something up in them either they can you know be resented like they can be resentful to you as a person because you have such a gift which is that love of christ or they can be changed and moved by it or they can be you know inquisitive and curious about why you have such a love towards them when they hate you i think it it sparks different conversations but man i i if jesus didn't portray that i would have thought I mean, I don't think I would have thought anything, but I most certainly wouldn't have 
love the people that hate me or love the people who persecute my faith um i think that's my biggest struggle right now is to not to love those who persecute my faith i'm gonna just completely sidetrack not to love those who persecute my faith but people that um mock christianity or yeah persecute my faith let's say that i really 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 struggle to have any compassion for them now i know that might be a bit harsh or might be a bit rude and not very christ-like of me and i know and i fully admit it's not and it's something i'm really asking the lord to change in my heart but i think it just affects me to a whole new level when you mock jesus because to me he's my best friend he's my everything and he like my identity is in him so you mocking the one person that i wholeheartedly love you're mocking me and everything that i stand for and i how are you supposed to have compassion to that i i i don't know um but that's what jesus calls us to do i mean jesus picked judas knowing that their relationship would you know result in his crucifixion knowing he would become a willing tool in the hands of satan jesus picked judas knowing that this man was going to prove himself to be a liar and a thief and a deceiver jesus washed his feet anyway i mean obviously there wasn't any redemption in the fact that jesus did this judas still did what he was about to do but i don't know there's something about me reading that bible passage back and watching the creator of the universe god himself perform duties of a servant i mean if if god himself is doing that what who am i who am i to sit there and be like oh i don't know i i i I don't know about that he jesus did what we as humans can't do through our own strength and so he calls us to to be like jesus i mean as human beings we like human beings alone separated from god we aren't kind compassionate loving people it's only through christ that we are able to have those qualities so jesus just emulating the lack of ego and and pride and he was just so humble and and pure and like innocent in in what he did that act changed lives and i don't know it's something i i like i I truly can't grasp the idea that this perfect god sat there and washed the feet of the person that was about to crucify him and i've seen like beautiful clips of people washing you know people's feet in in honor of honoring god um especially at like i don't know if you've seen these clips but people like when people are getting married the husband and the wife wash each other's feet and that is a beautiful sentiment to the fact that they are they're here to serve one another in this union and in this marriage and it's just so perfect like jesus really 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 did a good thing when he did that and without that 
I wouldn't be saved because it is the fact that he came down to serve and save us that I'm able to still or still have this freedom because if Jesus just acted like a sovereign God of, you know, like a a God that's prideful or egotistical or, you know, not very humble or and like just preach, like if that's all he did but didn't act on his words and didn't practice what he preached, then it would be a different story because we would act the same. And there are Christians who do act that way, by the way, which obviously, you know, that's not what Jesus calls us to do. But the fact that he truly, uh, like he's perfect and the fact that he truly emulated a servant's characteristics when he came down to this earth, like why, why do we have such a hard time? Why do we have such a hard time to watch the feet of our enemies? Why do we struggle to love the people that hate us? And, and I mean, for me, I, I know, and, and this is the case for a lot of people, but as human beings, we are created with such pride and, and ego and entitlement. And we think, you know, if someone's done us wrong, then who are we to do right to them? And there's just so much pride and ego as humans that we even struggle to remove that like we don't even want to accept the fact that we have pride first of and secondly we don't really want to remove it you know we're that prideful we're that egotistical that we struggle to be humble and not just humble to people who love us but people who hate us we we for some reason we just can't wash the feet of our enemies and something I I mean hearing this back has truly just sparked another you know a conviction in me and I hope it does for you as well but moving forward I want to be able to to do what Jesus did I don't want to be conformed to society I want to be set apart from non-believers I want to be set apart from the people of the world because if we're the same and we only love those who love us back then I'm not set apart I'm I'm basically just them I'm as bad as them and I and I don't want to be people of this world because they don't have anyone to they don't have a god that's so humble and so beautiful and so pure and so righteous I do so what is my excuse you know I I don't have an excuse and so to wash the feet of your enemies I think it's so beautiful because one it doesn't just change the heart of your enemy I mean in most cases it may not but you never know if you were to love that person back you never know if Jesus has just found his way through this person it could be the smallest act of kindness that could soften their hardened hearts so don't miss out on that opportunity to love them back and secondly you don't know what that could do for you and your and your convictions that could soften your heart too you might have you might think you have a softened heart trust me trust me for a long time I thought my heart wasn't hardened and that could be the case but there was definitely a part of my heart that was hardened that I didn't know until I was faced with it and realized actually I'm not all that perfect (laughs) so you don't know what would happen if you were to wash the feet of your enemies there could be a hardened section of your heart that you actually are not aware of because sometimes the enemy really 
wants to hide that. And, you know, that could be softened in an instant. And all that could take is you just loving that person back or you just praying for that person. And in recent events of people, celebrities mostly um, mocking Jesus and our faith, God has really, really called me to pray for them um, because there have also been people, there have also been people who have found Jesus um, and who who do have a celebrity status. So I think as Christians, and as Jesus followers specifically, we are called to love everybody, but especially those who hate us and who persecute the faith and who are our enemies. Because like I said, if Jesus, the most perfect human being, can love on his enemy, love on the person that is about to send him to that cross and serve that person, then we, my friend, we have no excuse not to do the same. So anyway, I'm going to wrap up today's episode there because I want to I want to be able to share what I wanted to say but keep it in a short and sweet form because I think sometimes when I do long episodes on an easy topic as such um, I really get it confusing for people <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode you guys also if you are struggling to love somebody that you don't <laughs> at the moment I would love to pray for you. I would love, I mean, ask God to even just soften your heart and and ask them to, ask him to love, let you love this person and pray for this person. Because if you're really struggling, then that means there there is a part of your heart that is hardened and we need to soften that. We need to soften it. So if you're struggling in that area of life, ask someone to pray for you. I'd love to pray for you as well. Um, You can send me a DM over on the Instagram page of uh, this podcast that is at Bearing Fruit Pod. Um, so, yeah, I I really highly encourage. If there is one person, I I, I want to challenge you. Think of a person that has not sat well well with you, or a person that you just don't get along with, or are no longer you know friends with, or people, someone that's irritated you, a colleague that you dislike very much um, whatever it may be think of one person that you would they wouldn't be the first person to pray for and I want them to be your first person that you pray for this week it's a challenge and it's definitely not going to be easy but let me tell you when you pray for the people that you really don't like (laughs) which I have done I've truly it's truly never had a hold on me like ever and since praying for those people I feel so free because it does something for them and it does something for me and the Lord just works so well he puts two and two two together so well and the bondage that I had that you know disliking them and hating them had on me I didn't realize until I prayed for them and it was like chains falling off for me maybe even for the person and for my relationship with Christ because it allows me to be more Christ-like so I recommend, highly encourage and challenge you to pray for one person that you is or that you think is quote unquote your enemy and love on them, pray for them, serve them and I can't wait to see what God does in your life and in your heart. Okay guys, I'm going to sign off here. Thank you so much for listening and for joining me for another episode. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Stay safe, be good and I will see you guys in two weeks. Bye.